Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Wonder Woman by five minutes by five minutes. I'm still trying to figure this out. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. I wasn't really listening 100%, so I trust your judgment on figuring it out, Mark. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about week number 19 of Wonder Woman uh, minutes, which are minutes 91 through 95. And the minutes are going to start with uh, Charlie doing a little bit of singing. And then the minutes are going to end with uh, Steve Trevor infiltrating the German high command gala and also infiltrating Dr. Maru's personal space. Uh, Ooh, whoa, zinger, <laughs> a little jab there from Mark. Hey, whoa, pull your punches, huh? Uh, so th- this, yeah, this is going to continue right off from yesterday. Where we are, yesterday we were talking about how you know, all all of the Wonder Men have chosen to continue their journey with uh, Diana and Steve Trevor uh, because now it's more than just a deal. Now it's uh, like a true a true fellowship, if you will. And uh, it does feel very fellowshipy. And I think what I said yesterday about the horses, it kind of fits in with that too. Yeah, you always got a horses. Uh, it feels like a journey. It feels like a journey, especially this this one. This is like. Uh, this is, yeah, this is like they're on the journey now. Kind of like uh, when when they left Hobbiton. Is that what it's called? The Shire. Uh, Rivendell. No, when uh I guess I was thinking of the Hobbit. When they when they leave oh, and they're okay. all they're all on ponies. Uh I'm sure a lot of people are thinking of Lord of the Rings instead, but you know. I like sure. I like the Hobbit. Anyways. Um so yeah, she she was like saying, "Oh, Charlie was the only one who was like, hey, it's probably better if I stay behind, right?" And uh, then Diana was like, oh, who will sing for us? Which I absolutely, 10 out of 10 response to something like that. I think like, a question like that, like, it's not about, like, his his ability to snipe or anything like that. It was just like, well, who's going to sing for us? Like, just an amazing piece yeah, of dialogue. <clears throat> like, you're, he's not just defined by uh, his marksmanship and you know, in previously, in his mind, failing at said job. Um, you know, it's good that Diana sees the other attributes of the man. Yeah. And appreciates those and uh, and needs those. And then uh, that's where, you know, he, he starts singing that song. Uh, I think it's a Green Grow the Rushes O, which I don't know this song. I'm sure we probably should have had uh, some of our... Uh, friends from across the sea to to help us out with this one uh but i had to look it up and uh i guess it's a it's more of a uh i think the term is a secular christmas song or is it non-secular i don't know secular would be uh from the church secular is of the church right yes that's what i'm trying to say if i'm wrong if i'm wrong yeah then i mean the other one non-secular then you, uh, just cover them both. <laughs> yeah. It could be either one, depending on how you're feeling. But anyways. You know, uh, whatever. How, yeah, it's just whatever. Uh, what day is it? Ends in a Y. Uh, but it's an English folk song, uh, and it's sometimes sung as a Christmas carol. And it, uh, it's normally sung as like an antiphon, which is like when one person sings one part and then it's, other, it's answered by like a chorus or by another person. And... Um, it's uh, also known as the Twelve Prophets or the Carol of Twelve Numbers, and uh, you know, uh, Does it it's, have to do with like the disciples as well. Twelve disciples. Yeah, yeah, the twelve, the twelve apostles uh, of Jesus and, and stuff like that. 
Oh, uh, those guys? Yeah, so I'm sure if someone yeah, we took... all know we know him by name, huh? <laughs> Let's go down the list. You know all twelve, Mark? I don't know any of you them. Sleepy, though. You got happy. <laughs> you got dopey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the other one? You got star scream, sound wave, <laughs> uh, shock wave was one of them at one point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, Doug uh, Funny, I think, was one of them. Yeah, Patty Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> The whole name is mayonnaise, okay? Don't sell it short. (laughs) It's cooler that way. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I'm sure someone could take a lot of time to look through this song, the lyrics, uh, and and maybe they can pull something out. Like, and I'm thinking something more divine as uh, as like you know you got twelve. What's twelve represent? You know Mm -hmm. you got the the gods of Olympus where there twelve of them up there could be more I thought you were gonna start naming more 12 things i was ready for <laughs> no more, more people no but i uh, duke I could... snake eyes lady jane oh no that's gi joe's you got murph mouth uh <laughs> but like uh hold on let's let's dial it back here a bit okay i, I do think that there's a you know someone could probably try to pull a mountain to olympus um reference to to the song um, i'm sure it's not that because as we're going to find out, Charlie is not a believer in anything that we're going to be talking about today, which I do love this this dialogue between these characters as they like go through this forest. It's a beautiful forest, by the way. Um, hey, it's Germany, man. They're known for the forests. Yeah. Is it Germany? Uh, Germany Belgium. Right? Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. yeah. They got the forests there. And, uh, you know, Samir being like, you know, you got this island full of women. There's no men. Like, how do we get there? It's like it's a, a great delivery by the character. And I do love, I love how Wonder Woman is not part of this conversation. She's kind of like up forward and it's just them having, you know, their talks about it. But you know, she hears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I love Steve Trevor being silent the whole time. He's just staring at her really as he thinks like internally about how he feels about everything but charlie's in denial and samir is like overwhelmed by how magical mystical uh you know romantic it all sounds and uh chief is just like i believe it like i do and i i love that that faith that like confidence in that and yes of course you could say like oh because he's also demigod but if you sans that, it's still very good. I, I do like his confidence in being like, I, I choose to believe it. I do like that. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement. I, uh, I do, I'm so holding back of me saying he is of them kind of thing, uh, of, of the godlike beings. So, of course. Um, but yes, sans that. Uh, the belief is there the uh, the faith as you would say is there mm-hmm. uh would be in a that's this is me assuming that there's probably other spiritual backgrounds that uh the chief is is well versed in so the belief of of another thing like that or the mm-hmm. faith in another thing or just the uh acceptance of it just seems pretty natural yeah and i i do love uh I, you know, even if you disagree with Charlie about it, because obviously it's true, she's here, we've seen Themyscira as an audience, like, we know 
he should believe it because it's actually true. You still, he's still likable and not agreeing. Like they do a great job of just making him, you know, with with lines like "Don't be daft" and stuff like that. It still makes him likable in the sense of not agreeing. I don't know how that's. I feel like that's a tight rope to walk. Because normally it's, when you disagree with something, there's always got to be like animosity towards that character for not agreeing with you. Uh, see, that's I think that's maybe a tainted uh, uh, idea and not in not in any wrongdoing of your own, but uh, maybe within the same dealings of the the very said audience who uh, whose opinions are very loud. Yeah. Um, so. I I honestly never even thought of uh, him, his disagreeing, uh, animosity and disagreement uh, is not something that I work synonymously together. Um, It's more so like an after the fact. And then if there is animosity towards disagreement, it kind of tells a lot about a person. Uh, But even going with that mindset, we haven't seen Charlie. We, the first time we saw Charlie was him in a fight and not fighting, you know? So animosity and anger is not really there other than... No, not even other than. There was no animosity. He's a very nice and uh, uh, job-pertaining, job-permitting. <laughs> yeah. Job-omitting. He's a nice person what omitting tra- his job. What you're trying to say, yeah, What I, and what I'm trying to say, both things, is that, like... When it comes to writing this character, like they've written this character to, and I don't mean this in a bad way, to be somewhat of a disappointment, like, you know, with the, with the way they chalk him up to be yes. and then like subverting the expectations of what he is. Like, they do a I great job. I wouldn't say disappointment, but failure. Um, and that is not a word that I use with, with, uh, could negativity. Be Either way, but like, yeah. they, the way they the way they write this character the way that the character develops like from when you first meet him he's getting his ass beat and then you know uh he mistook his glass for mine and then then we try to see him on the battlefield it doesn't work out but then you find out he's got you know such a nice talent as just being a people person a friend and uh you know then who will sing for us and stuff like that and so you've set him up to be just Although he's not Steve Trevor, although he's not as cool as the chief, and he doesn't know languages like Samir does, like he, even though he's not ever shown to be special, and Diana finds something special about him, and then you really end up just liking the guy no matter what. And so then they have to go, okay, well, how do we write that he disagrees with something, but we don't make it like something that you go well you're wrong instead we're just like yeah i understand that you might feel that way but you know we still love charlie he's still great and he and he still has this charisma when he says things like don't be daft i don't believe it's you know i don't believe this rubbish and stuff like that it's just a really nice way of how they write a character whose intention is to is to not be special in a in a in a movie with a special superhuman in it, you know, like it. I think it's just like a it's a it's a testament to like just how good the the writing is, how they made that character look. So, um, 
I think it, that takes a lot of effort <laughs> to not make I, the character unlikable. I, I would agree. Um, yeah, I mean, he is very likable. Uh, also playing all into that fact is the umbrella of the uh, of of Steve and Charlie's relationship and friendship has probably dated a few years at least uh, throughout the war. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, like a close friendship and companions companionship. I mean, I, do do I s- stab walls with knives when when we are in a disagreement on something? No. Are we ever you in know? a disagreement with something? I don't think so. I usually don't disagree with people. That's um, a lie. I would like to see. I don't. They should have made a a comic, and I heard they're making. They're going to start making DC EU comics that tie into the the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it would have been nice to see how Steve Trevor has met these other guys because I think that would be a very fun adventure. Like, did he meet Charlie first, and then he met Samir later? How does Chief end up with them? Like, how did these guys? So what you're doing now is asking for an origin story. Yes, I w- well, <laughs> and let me be. Isn't clear, that the though. problem though? Sometimes I don't want to see. Well, no, it's, it's not seeing it. Or see, that's the thing. I don't want to see an origin story for origin's sake of how Steve Trevor came to be. I want to see. I want to see an adventure with these guys more often, and then maybe explain. So <sighs> yeah. So there's probably ways to work in like whatever overarching title. Who's who? Who's ever or whomever's title it would be, uh, maybe a hero or the actual war that is taking place in World War One, like said comic books, war comics and everything like that. It would be that title, but then maybe like, you know, some stories would uh, feature Steve Trevor and, and the Wonder Men or whatever. Just like Blackhawks, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could... Always, Throw Blackhawks in there too. People always do that. They do the storytelling technique where it's like it's post- this film so they're uh remembering steve trevor now that he's gone and they're thinking mm-hmm. backwards in time so it thinking goes backwards in time going back to how they all met steve trevor hang on i gotta go think backwards in time for <laughs> hold on i gotta think thinking backwards in time that's a huey lewis uh, uh remix <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't catch that one at first but that was good that's very funny so here the uh let's uh, let's skip ahead here but uh yeah they they get to this this German castle. Uh beautiful castle by the way. This whole this whole area looks beautiful. It looks uh it looks landscaped. Is, is that weird to say? No, because it's, it probably is. It looks well taken care of. Um, I mean, you 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 got an army of people working to to make things nice. Uh, it's it's a high command area. You see later the dude stacking all the chairs and stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a job. Um, the chief pulling up, uh, Noppy pulling up in the car. Uh, is one of my favorite things. And just like just nonchalant, it's like where'd you get this? There's a whole field of them over there. I love that. The dude knows where everything is, Mark. He knows where everything is. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's- to, yeah, that's it's absolutely great. I I love that he 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 rolled up and like didn't he like show he was with them before, and then he like turns around. Oh and he yeah, goes, he go he leaves. He like just like wanders off for like thirty seconds or something. Yeah, he's like, oh by the way, it's like 
right there. It's a very Batman move. Um, yeah. He's I wonder like what kind a- of powers he was using. <laughs> what kind of? Maybe he has like some sort of weird travel powers. No, I think uh, I would really just say he has more of just like um, it doesn't feel like he has powers, but more of he just has like a like an empath type thing. He just has not, like not empath, but he's just like his resourcefulness is just so maxed out that he's like, damn. Hey, oh, wonder about, okay. I wonder well, if I'll, like just heightened heightened abilities, not yeah, so much. I get like, what you mean, like a scot free miracle man type thing. Yeah, just a really good escape artist. It's like, does he have superpowers? I don't know. It depends on who's writing him. But this dude just knows how to get out of things. Question would be similar too, right? Like, question just has like he's crazy. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm not trying to get into the Rorschach part of question, but more so just like question being like super resourceful I... and not really showing that it has superpowers, but just being. Uh, all right we won't, I guess so. we won't yeah, use questions I, I think yeah if yeah okay i guess that's like putting a, a nice light over over the question they're good versions of question that's yeah uh, that's what i'm saying like yes that would probably be akin to to that sort of type thing instead of the uh like whatever schizophrenic crazy conspiracy theorist style that he is but the detectiveness and the resourcefulness, yes, absolutely. Skipping ahead here for a bit. So as so so when Steve Trevor and and Samuel they go to uh, <laughs> do their comedy act to get inside this gala. Um, mm-hmm. we also get like a cameo here. Um, I'm sure, you know, everyone knows this one already. It's, it's a little bit of a deep cut here. Um, but Diana gets, you know, her gala dress from this, um, this German woman who's, I guess, Steve, Steve, Trevor and Samir, they were, were they, while they were going through the checkpoint is they caused her to wait in traffic is that i yeah. think and i was like there's just like one car lady like what are you in a, impatient for but anyways this lady that we're talking about uh is rachel pickup she um she was she played the role of uh fosta grabbles which is like a nazi operative in uh the linda carter wonder woman show and uh i i don't know if she replays the character and it's like just in World War One now, but I'm pretty sure she's still playing the same character. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, you know, they just gave her the name. Um, so she she was Fosta Grabbles, the Nazi operative in the Linda Carter show. Now she's Fosta Grabbles here. How are you spelling G R A B L E S? Okay. I don't know German, so I'm sure people are telling me I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, send me an email. But anyways, uh, yeah, it says uh, it's playing the role of the famous Nazi operative, even if it's the wrong war, only seen uh, on her way to Ludendorff Scala. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's the, the little bit of cameo there. And 
Not sure how Diana convinced this woman for her for her outfit. I yeah. Think. <clears throat> or do you think it was like a, you know, like a karate chop to the temple or something? <laughs> the judo chop. Yeah. <laughs> Works every time. Every time. Uh, or could, like sometimes I'm thinking like, do you think Diana just asked for it? Do you think, because there's no way she's like using the lasso to like, compel this person to give her the outfit like that like there's because that would be i guess could be argued as malicious but you know i don't know i don't know how she was like hey i know i know you're upset i know you're stuck in traffic even though there's only one car in front of you uh how about you give me your dress there so i can get in it's like how 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 and then what is what does the woman go after She's still out there. I think it's a knockout thing. (laughs) She's Justin Timberlake. She's a German enemy, so maybe she's like, "Well, you know, I just shoulder charged a a sniper and leveled a whole church building. So uh, I'm gonna do you a solid, and we're just gonna give you a little Vulcan neck pinch or something. Yeah, and we'll you you know, we won't kill you, but I do need that dress and your invitation. And uh, tell your driver to wait up because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop back in that car, and we're just gonna weekend at Bernie's. Your body <laughs> right next to me, so no Prop one you knows. Up on the tree, yeah. Uh, so I th- I don't know. It's I I don't know, but it's a cool little cameo. I do like that. I think this was like to make up for the fact. That well, they were gonna get her in anyways, but uh, there's no Linda Carter cameo in this movie because uh, you know Linda Carter is very busy, and uh, so this is like the only other like reference to the Linda Carter TV show that they had, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I do gotta say though, uh, this is a big gala. This is a this is a big thing, and I th- <laughs> compared to what, compared to what have you been to many galas? I never. Well, I, no, you know, but I can't say that I've been to a gala. Have I? I don't know. What have you been to the Met or something? And you're not telling me. Eh, no, nah, I guess not. You'd tell me if you went to the Met. Um, I'd, see, I'd see you on the TV. I'd see you falling down the stairs next to Jason Derulo or something. <laughs> John Legend, if you will. Um, but no, this is, this is big. This is a, this is a big, uh, it's a big thing going on here. And it's surprisingly not as militaristic as it would seem. I mean, there are military people, but there's, there's a lot of- Are you of saying li- like you're not, you're, you don't see like swastika flags just draped on every corner kind of thing? No, 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 no. What, I guess what I'm saying is it's not abundantly military men in uniform. There are military men in uniform. It is a German high command area. But there yeah. is, I think... It's an investor's uh, party, the, a war investor's party. You say that, but... It, oh, but it's probably it's true. It's true, because <laughs> they're here to see weapons being tested. This is their money that they're putting into the war. So mm-hmm. you say that... But it's most likely true. I mean, they yeah. had a guy putting chairs out. Yeah, that's what I was the, looking at. When they're I trying to make Steve someone happy. I guess. I guess no one was told that it, there was a demonstration or something that was going to be taking place. 
Yeah, um, that's what they're here for. And so I wonder if Steve is like clocking that and being like, oh, I wonder what kind of demonstration and, you know, if Dr. Moro, Dr. Moro, Dr. Maru, Maru, Dr. Maru's going to be here. There's got to be some sort of a stink bomb demonstration or some of the likes, right? Yeah, they got a bunch of fireworks that were on sale. Ah. From the, anyways. But yeah, so I will say like the majority of the people here are uh, women and uh, a lot of nice dresses, like just speaking like costume department wise, like there's a lot of, you you got the variety here. Why would you rather, would you rather be seeing a bunch of suits, a bunch of old, old suit men? I hate these old men. (laughs) Well, in universe, yes, I guess if you're trying to please your investors, you have this gala you have all these beautiful women. Like these are the guys who are who are bankrolling your war for you. Basically, you're testing out a new weapon. You got to have all these pretty ladies around, right? Uh, and uh, but I was just speaking, like as far as like uh, set design wise, or not set design, but costume design. Like there's a lot of dresses here. Like they all have a lot of nice dresses that they made for this scene, and uh, I'm sure it gets overlooked. But there's a there's a lot of nice details going on in here. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even Dr. Mar- uh, sorry, hit the mic. Even Dr. Maru's outfit, Steve Trevor's uniform, even though I think it's supposed to look tight on him cause it's not his size. Yeah. Uh, um, um, looks look, some of the, some of the, some of the clothing, some of the women's accessories look very, uh, flapper esque to me, which is kind of telling cause everything's happening in Europe right now. What? Three, four years until that sort of thing becomes uh, overtly popular in in the Americas. It's kind of neat, right? Yeah. And there's even um, a ton of artwork on the walls. And and just so much relief work in, like, the wood design on on the walls. It's a uh, very beautiful... checkerboard hearth floor. Man, let me tell you. Hey, you're saying it. But I'm, I'm. That's no, that's a good. I'm saying it because I'm. I'm invested. Look at that. <laughs> look yeah. at that. That's like write that down. <laughs> uh, um, we were these... talking a, a couple days ago about uh, good, good tray work, and this this guy's got it. This guy's got it going on. I mean, were we talking about good tray work? We were talking about good tray work, and we were also commenting on uh, when people take the insist on taking the the, the glasses off the tray. And they do it in a wrong order, um, but Steve oh. obviously knows to to take the t- the first the top two, obviously because the hand placement is towards the back of the tray. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, picking up drinks off a off a server tray. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's it's yeah it's a little bit of physics you got to do there. I thought you were talking about um just like uh, design of somebody uh, named Trey. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you were thinking of like, uh, no, n- never mind. We'll scratch that. But uh, right. yeah, no. Here's what I like about this scene is is this Doctor Maru bit that starts right here. We're gonna get more into it in the next episode because there's a lot of great stuff that happens next week. But for this one, for now, like just just the shot of her looking at C. Trevor. And, like, you get the good shot of, like, the porcelain in front of the camera. Like, that's the focus. Like, it's trying to get your focus. Absolutely amazing. I love it. I love how the character is alone by the fireplace. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's in these dresses, and she's not. Like, I don't even know if she's in uniform, but really she's just kind of, like, 
She's got the green coat on. Yeah. The green coat looks so nice. Green coat seems more like a uh, a call to the, the comic um, colors and stuff like that about surrounding Doctor. Is she yeah. green? She, she's got green in her? She's got that's, green. that's how you know it's a comic book villain because it's, it's got Doctor in the name, Poison, sure, and then uh-huh. they're green or purple. You yep. take your pick. Green, purple, or orange. That's how you know you got a villain. You got is orange use- like a biohazard kind of sense? Is that where you're getting that from? Uh, yellow. Green, purple, and orange are the complementary colors of red, blue, and yellow. Yeah. So it's like you have, you know, you have your primary colors, red, blue, and yellow, and then green, purple, and orange are like the, the complementary colors. And okay. uh, if you look up Spider-Man villains, uh, try picking out ones that don't have green. Oh, snap. <laughs> or purple or orange. And you'll yeah. notice that uh, they are all green, purple, and orange. Every <laughs> single one of them. Good one. Good call. Uh, so we'll, we might have to wrap it up here because this is going to get into to next week's minutes. But yeah, this is one of my absolute favorite scenes of this entire movie is, is Steve Trevor trying to, um, Mac on Dr. Maru. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the question I'm going to ask. Like, what is, how, what is he trying to do here? Is he trying to woo or is he trying to, he's trying you know, to woo. he's trying to, uh, he's trying to infiltrate, man. He's being a spy. He's being yeah. old James Bond. Yeah. Hey, yo, give me a martini, put the olive in it and mix it or something. Whatever James Bond said. <laughs> I don't think he said that, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. And then we'll have to look more into uh, this castle here and then come back on Monday and and see if uh, we can pull out any cool ideas or pull pull any cool facts about this castle here. Say that Um, 10 times fast. We'll have to come back and see if we can pull any cool facts about this castle You don't got to say it actually 10. Is that a weird? (laughs) So like, do you think like, do I have to say it at speed 10 times or do I say it 10 times repeatingly? That's the question. Ten times right. repeatingly, ten times repeatingly, ten times okay. repeatingly, ten times repeating. Uh, cool. Let's wrap it up here for now. Uh, we'll come back on Monday. And uh, if you guys enjoyed everything you heard so far, you can uh, find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes or the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We also do a podcast called Doom Patrol Radio where we talk about Doom Patrol uh, each episode of both seasons. Mm-hmm. And as we get ready for season three... And Mark, don't forget, one more plug, Stellar Dynamics, now in podcast form, typically a weekly radio show, coming to podcast wherever you get your podcast very soon by the time this airs, it will be up. So find us there, let us know what you think, and we'll catch you guys on Monday for Wonder Woman Minute. You're silent now. We're gonna plug. We were gonna plug all our shows. We got. We got the other show. It's gonna. We're turning into a pot. Come on. I didn't know it was coming back to me. I thought you were gonna end it. I don't know. It was. I didn't know if I was gonna. You wanna. You wanna end it together? <laughs> That'll be extremely hard. <laughs> Wonder Woman minute.
Oh, Wonder Woman minute. 